and welcome back to Walk With Bex. I'm now two full weeks back into prep, back to feeling really good. My food is high, my appetite has come back and I'm enjoying my new training split. I often find that these first few weeks are where some of the biggest changes occur. And I don't just mean physique wise, but more so with mindset, focus and building a good routine. You guys know I'm all about routine and I love my daily rituals for morning cardio, my meals, training, ways of working for my business and my nighttime routine as well. And whilst I follow a structured approach to all of these things during my non-competitive season, I do allow for a little more flexibility when it comes to meal timings and staying up a little bit later or snoozing my alarm before cardio in the morning. But for me, when when prep starts, I aim to be like super strict with these things and follow more of a rigorous and consistent approach. Here is where I find it makes a massive difference. When embarking on a prep, the aim is to gradually drop body fat whilst maintaining and growing muscle. It's a slow process and it's slower than you think and I would never take a harsh approach to this phase by drastically dropping calories or introducing hours of cardio at the start of a prep. I like to play the long game and allow for my diligence and discipline over time to secure my progress and the end result. These last two weeks, my focus has been meal timings and my recovery. So I've been working hard to set a strict schedule for when I wake up, when I go to sleep, when I eat all my meals, and the time I train every single day. It's not just about ticking the boxes for me, but actually executing every single tick with precision and excellence. This might sound crazy to most, but I've learned over the years that these things make a difference for me. If I have a super late night out and I don't get my last meal in until like 11 p.m., Well, when I wake the next morning at 5.30, my body is in a completely different state than it would have been compared to the days that I got my last meal in at 9pm and I was asleep by 10. My food, you know, hasn't fully digested. I haven't slept the same amount of hours and I don't feel the same the next morning compared to when I get a full seven or seven and a half hours sleep. I've even recorded a full day of eating for YouTube this week to share with you my meal timings and the importance of this for me right now. So with this being my current focus, it seemed only right for me to record this week's episode with this in mind. I feel like so many would benefit from understanding the reasons why we eat, the types of eating we experience and how we can adapt our mindset moving forward if we feel we have a particular relationship with food, should we say. Before I get into my own ideas and theories behind how and why we eat, I think it would be helpful to kind of readdress the four types of eating that I've discussed in a previous episode. I think it was something like episode 15 or 16 I recorded it way back at the start of last year, 2020. So apologies if you've recently listened to this episode, but I feel like some context is needed for anyone new listening to this channel right now. 
So the four types of eating are fuel eating, joy eating, fog eating and storm eating. Now, fuel eating is when you are eating foods that support your body and its needs, as basic as it sounds. This is, to an extent, clean eating, you know, eating real, whole, natural, minimally processed foods that provide you with energy and nourishment and feel good in your body. When we engage in fuel eating, we know that we are eating to provide nutrition to our bodies. Fuel foods are nutrient dense and include foods like fruits, vegetables, lean meats, complex carbohydrates and healthy fats. Fuel eating should generally occur anywhere between 80 to 90% of the time because the actual reason we all have to eat is to fuel our bodies as human beings. So fuel eating is eating with awareness of nutrition and what makes your body energetic and function well. A basic knowledge of nutrition is definitely important for you to know when embarking on fuel eating because you need to understand the different types of foods that fuel your body and what one does and what one doesn't do. This is the one area of eating that I work really hard to instill with all of my clients. I really want them to learn about nutrition and how food can make their bodies feel on a day-to-day basis. For me, it's about designing a healthy and delicious fuel menu, should we say. I want them to be able to choose from their meal plans I provide and depending on their goals, their plans will reflect foods that allow them and their body to either be in a calorie deficit if they're trying to drop some body fat or in a calorie surplus if they're looking to gain some muscle. You know, fuel foods have a job to do in the body. There's no denying it. For example, healthy protein sources provide the body with building blocks for cells. You know, that's what protein synthesis is. Complex carbohydrates give you steady energy, you know, which can be slow releasing. Fruits, vegetables, you know, they're loaded with like vitamins and minerals, of course. And the list goes on. All fuel foods are designed to provide you with the essentials you need for your body to function. Whereas highly processed or low nutrient dense foods simply slow you down and are more likely to cause you problems. If you were to list all the foods that you eat in a day right now and complete a food diary, how much of the food that you're eating would be considered fuel food, do you think? If it's anywhere near 90% of the time, you'll most likely feel more energized, healthier, your metabolism will be working really well, um, and you know, you'll get lots of vitamins and minerals, and you'll just be feeling really great, to be honest. You really can't go wrong with your health if you are feeding yourself with what your body actually needs to function optimally. And let's not get this twisted. You know, food can taste amazing too, even if it's just fuel food. You know, I'm often asked this and people seem to think that fuel eating is boring or tasteless or that I'm going to put them on some really boring diet plan. Absolutely not. Fuel foods doesn't mean diet food you know, in a container with like zero flavor, Um, but quite the opposite. A good fuel meal is fresh, it's simple, it's lean, it tastes good, 
I believe life is too short to eat anything that doesn't taste good. So eat fuel foods and your body will like it, but make sure that you like it too when you actually eat it. Also, the other great thing about fuel eating is that once you begin to increase your daily exercise and activity, your body becomes more accustomed to using this food as fuel. And here is where it adapts and responds far better than it would with other foods. And this is where you'll make serious progress in your fat loss or your muscle gaining phase. This is where I believe the magic starts to happen. The second type of eating is joy eating. And some people call this fun eating. It's like eating any foods that you love to eat that don't necessarily give you anything back. Like in other words, it's food that tastes great and you enjoy it, but it doesn't really offer you any real nutritional value. So like, for example, a slice of cake or some chocolate or some crisps. But you want to pay careful attention to when you're joy eating to make sure that you are receiving the pleasure that they actually provide rather than just eating them for the sake of it. Because trust me, there is a fine line. You know, this could look like, you know, one small treat a day or it could be two fun meals a week. I always say that the rule with joy eating is that you must actually enjoy each bite. This is when you eat food simply because it tastes good. Eating for joy, I would say, should be anywhere between 5 to 10% of the time to ensure that you've got a healthy balance. For example, I love chocolate. And so I include chocolate in my daily diet. Anyone who knows me or follows me on Instagram will know for many years that I have had my daily nighttime Bex Junk Bowl, which includes two squares of dark chocolate. I tend to go for the, the 90% lint dark chocolate because I think if you're if you're going to have some chocolate daily it might as well be the good quality one and anything that's between 85 to 90% dark chocolate is going to mean that you're getting in some good fats too. However joy eating doesn't need to be something that hits your macros necessarily all the time. It can simply be because you enjoy the taste and you like eating it. I am also a massive believer in meals off plan or free meals weekly Even if you're in a dieting or on a fat loss journey, you know, if you're a dieting phase or fat loss journey, these can be incorporated. And these meals are designed not as a way of you cheating your diet necessarily, but for a diet break and simply to enjoy something tasty that is not on your meal plan and just because it tastes good. I do think that we need to be able to joy eat and understand that this is a healthy type of eating and approach to overall balance with nutrition and I honestly believe that many diets diets fail because they don't actually allow us to live in the real world and enjoy a treat or some junk food you know once in a while however that being said it's also something that needs to be addressed in a sensible and pragmatic way as yes our bodies can handle these foods in small doses but That also relies on you following fuel eating for 80 to 90% of the time too. If you're eating joy foods for more than 10% of the time, trust me, you'll know that you are getting too much of your joy in life from food. Really think about it. How much of your joy in life actually comes from food? Takeaways, sweet treats, eating out, drinking, you know, munching on popcorn, Is this more than 50%? 
of your daily diet? Are there other things that bring you comfort or joy in your life or not? Now, this can be a really hard pill to swallow, but if you find that your answer is more than 50% of joy in your life comes from food, then you really have to think long and hard about what you're actually doing to your body and that your body actually requires more fuel at this point in time. And often this is the reason you may be reluctant to cut back on joy eating as more than half of the joy in your life is currently coming from food. Now I'm very aware of this type of eating myself and when new clients come to me and complete an assessment form, I will always, always ask what their food cravings are or the things that they love to eat daily because I'll try to include them in their weekly plans. For me, it's important to plan these foods in so that they have a balance of fuel eating and joy eating on a daily and weekly basis. But I also encourage my clients to to add more joy to their lives in other ways and, and cut back on joy eating alone. The secret to joy eating is you must enjoy it. Don't just eat your 10% and then think, oh my gosh, I feel so guilty of eating it. Sit down and savour it. The only reason you are eating this food is to enjoy it. So pick up your 10% wisely and make sure it is the best thing you can imagine eating. Then eat every single bite and eat it with awareness and enjoyment. The minute you stop enjoying something though, stop eating it. If you aren't enjoying it, there is no reason it should be in your mouth because otherwise you're leading down into another type of eating altogether. Which brings me on to the next two types of eating, fog eating and storm eating. Now, fog eating is anytime you are eating without awareness, and this is the key. You're munching on a bag of crisps without even tasting them. You're snacking on things in the kitchen whilst making lunch for your kids. Or let's say you find yourself fishing a whole bag of finishing a whole bag of nuts before you've even realized that you were eating them in the first place. You know, fog eating is not enjoyable or purposeful. It's actually unconscious. It's an unconscious munch that we are not even aware that we're doing. I would say that it should be our goal to never fog eat. You know, stop the minute you catch yourself doing it. It could be as simple as eating a bag of crisps whilst watching your favorite program on the television and not realizing how much you've eaten until the bag of crisps are gone. It's definitely something I would be guilty of whilst at the cinema. Like if I was to order a whole box of popcorn and had it in front of me, I would probably fog eat it without even realising. You know, fog eating is eating when you are not necessarily hungry or eating when you are simply distracted because you are not actually conscious of it. And in my opinion, you should never fog eat. Like if you can recognise it, stop it straight away. So can you think of a time that maybe you may have fallen into fog eating? I feel like we've all done it at some point. Perhaps in front of the TV or a movie, maybe when you've been eating dinner at home, or even when you've been at a restaurant before in the past, you know, where you continue to eating at the dinner table when you're not even hungry, but simply because you are distracted by the conversation or the people around you. You know, fog eating is a, a real bummer, to be honest, because you don't need the food the fuel and you're not actually enjoying what you're eating because you're not conscious of it 
So many of us spend time here because our lives are busy and we're on the run. But it's so important to recognize if you are falling into fog eating habits. My biggest piece of advice is if you catch yourself doing it, immediately stop. Come out of the fog, reconnect with yourself, pay attention to how it came about and start putting systems in place to avoid it happening again. Okay, the next one is storm eating. Now storm eating essentially is binge eating or eating out of control. It is any time you cannot stop yourself from eating. The difference between this and fog eating is that you are aware that you are doing it and that you want to stop but you feel like you can't stop or you feel like you can't control yourself. It's almost like you're watching another person inside your body. Sometimes this happens if you let yourself get too hungry or you have been on a diet or deprived yourself of a particular food for a long period of time. It can also happen when you are dealing with an overwhelming emotion or you feel like life is out of control because storm eating is usually followed by some form of regret and shame and in most cases it's done in private or hidden from other people. As you can see, storm eating it's very different from fog eating. Storm eating is, yes, it's eating when you are not hungry. However, you realize you're doing it, but feel that you just can't stop, even though you may want to. And it's called storm eating for a reason, because it's just like a storm. It seems uncontrollable at the time, and we feel like it's completely devastating. But just like a storm, it comes, and then eventually it goes. It does come to an end, and when it does, what you do next is what matters most. It's so important to recognize why the storm came in the first place. Is it that you are depriving yourself of a particular food, or do you see certain foods as forbidden? Sometimes, just the thought of this can really send our eating habits out of control. And I personally don't like using the word diet myself, or use the term with my clients. I refer to their food plans as nutrition plans because I truly believe that once you start understanding how to fuel your body regularly and allow for some joy eating too, storm eating reduces and eventually disappears. I've seen this process in myself personally and I've developed it with clients too. Storm eating may also be brought on by intense emotions that feel out of control and the important thing to remember in a storm is not to judge yourself every storm eat is caused by a very good reason you need to be kind to yourself and find out what's really going on try to observe yourself curiously and understand why you are doing what you're doing the damage that occurs from a storm eat is not the number of calories you eat the damage is what you do to yourself afterwards or how you punish yourself. Never would I want anyone to restrict their calories the next day or do hours of cardio to make up for any extra food or joy eating that I've allowed. This will only make the situation worse and create a bad relationship with food. If you've ever found yourself falling into storm eating episodes, use this as a learning opportunity. Learn why it's happening and seek support where needed.
my advice after storm eating would be to get back on your plan for fuel eating when you're ready and remind yourself of how good wholesome food makes your body feel. Assess why it happened and be kind and be gentle to yourself. So now that I've readdressed these types of eating, let's look at why you might be really eating like this and how and why these types of eating might occur and in what way. Fuel eating. Okay, the most typical reason someone might be fuel eating is that they are consciously trying to be aware of what they're eating for a purpose. The reason and degree of this consciousness may vary. For example, a typical client of mine may be embarking on a fuel eating for the first time when they join my team. And so my aim as their coach is to educate them on how food works in the body. I want to share with them the macro breakdown and the calories for their meal plan and explain to them how and why I'm recommending the foods on their plans. If a client is more aware of portion control and can consciously weigh out their food and and stick to a plan, even for a short period of time, I know that long term they will make amazing progress because within a couple of weeks they will start to notice the difference. A difference in how they feel, their energy levels will increase, productivity will go up, mental focus, rest, recovery, strength when they're training. Here is where short-term goals of fat loss occur and long-term habits are built over time. It's not uncommon for new clients who join my team to within the first few weeks have a food increase and may actually raise their calories whilst they're still dropping body fat or weight because they're making mega progress from fueling their body. However, there are other factors when it comes to fuel eating such as meal timings, food sources and ongoing assessment with regards to training performance and recovery. It's one thing to eat for fuel purposes but I honestly think that if you can do this with as much consistency as possible you will secure better faster results. For example I'm on prep at the moment so I am 100% fuel eating of course. Even though I do this year round right now I am focused on everything being as optimal as possible so that I can limit variables and assess my progress ongoing. The food sources I choose for my meals are exactly the same every single day and every single week that passes. The only thing that might change is the quantities based on what my coach recommends. My meal timings are strict and I aim to get these as spot on as possible. I eat my first meal at 7.30am, I have my pre-workout meal at 10am, post-workout 12.30, next meal is 3, next one is 6 and my last meal is 9pm before bed. Six meals a day, spread evenly across the day, keep my energy levels balanced and limit the need for any more food or temptation to stray away from my plan. To be honest, at this point in prep, with my calories so high, I'm eating over 2,700 calories. I'm not always hungry for these meals, but I simply follow the plan and eat them at those times, no questions asked, and wherever I might be at the time. So if you are someone who knows me and has been on a journey um, with me so far, you'll know that I'll eat my meals anywhere and I'll take them out in Tupperware, I'll eat them on a night out, but I'll make sure that those timings are 100% strict. If you're someone who is on a journey for fat loss or embarking on fuel eating for the first time, 
I would highly recommend that you seek to adopt some specific meal timings. Like, I really think it makes a massive difference. When I check in each week with my coach, I know that there's been consistency with my meals. And this limits the amount of variables when assessing my progress and making any adjustments to my plan moving forward. Let's talk about joy eating. If joy eating is about eating something for pleasure with no guilt, then why is it important and why should we include this as part of our daily eating habits? If you're eating for fuel purposes and doing this 90 to 100% of the time, it can become difficult at times and it's natural to experience cravings or for your mind to wander and perhaps want other things in your daily diet. We're all human. Anyone that says they don't experience this is probably lying. Whilst I think most cravings occur when fuel eating and meal timings are not accurate or consistent, I do think incorporating some joy foods in your daily diet will 100% satisfy the need for something sweet or savoury and you will enjoy it way more than if you didn't include it at all or restricted yourself from the things you love to eat. As mentioned previously, I incorporate all the foods I like to eat in my daily diet, even on prep. So every single day I get to eat eggs, cream of rice or oats. I eat chicken, rice, loads of vegetables. I have salmon, I have potatoes, I eat berries, bananas, pineapple, yogurt, dark chocolate, cashew butter, rice cakes, all in one day. (laughs) I even have toast and steak added in on my rest days. So with variety comes the joy of eating. This is what I believe and you can joy every single day if you plan your meals accordingly. At this moment in time, there is nothing that I am craving. As I said, my food is super high, the variety is there and I'm most definitely not hungry at all at any point in the day. If I could give you one piece of advice when it comes to joy eating, it would be to include foods you enjoy eating on your daily meal plan. Just measure them out, track them and understand how they contribute to your overall nutritional goals, but also support your joy for food too. Okay, fog eating. I think fog eating is occurring, I would say now more than ever with so many people at home on lockdown and simply bored at home. It's far too easy to open a cupboard in the kitchen and pick up something whilst you are preparing a meal or completing a work task at your laptop. And it's something that many are aware of. Um, Remember, there is a big difference between fog eating and storm eating. The difference between awareness and being aware of this is that I feel like this may be happening more than you'd like it to. And perhaps often we need to think about what systems to put in place. So I had a few ideas and I'm going to share them with you now. If you feel that you are at home on lockdown now and you feel like you are fog eating and eating without realising, I'm just going to give you a couple of tips that I think might help. Maybe don't have snacks or food at your workstation. Like it's easy to fog eat if you've got something in front of you, a bowl of fruit, some nuts, you know, or sweets at your desk. Just don't have them around. Don't eat and work at the same time. Separate your work time from your meal times. It's easy to be in the flow of work and quickly grab something to nibble on at your desk. 
whilst you're in the thick of it. I get that. But I'd highly recommend that you stop and just set yourself a schedule for when you're going to eat your meals and get away from the laptop, away from the desk and eat a meal that is carefully measured, wholly nutritious and doesn't allow for you to fog eat anything more than that. You also need breaks from work too. Let's be honest. And then the other thing I would suggest is that you don't have food out on counters and tables. As much as it might be nice to see a beautiful bowl of fruit on the dining room table or a bowl of nuts or chocolates on the coffee table, you'll be more likely to fog eat as your hand will naturally grab something as you walk past and you'll eat without even thinking. Instead, store all your food in cupboards and the fridge. This will remind you that food is fuel and that meal timings are important and you'll eat what's on your plan and enjoy and savour it all the more. I always think that fog eating is probably one of the worst types of eating because if you're unconsciously eating, then all the joy is removed and it's wasted eating time and often extra calories for absolutely no reason. I'd rather enjoy my, my fruit, my nuts or my piece of dark chocolate and look forward to when that meal comes around and really savour it. Okay, fourth type of eating. Let's talk about storm eating. It takes place in private in most cases and when this eating occurs you are aware that you are doing it but feel you cannot stop now i've had a lot of clients come to me with this type of eating particularly now you know being that they've lived being that they're living at home they're on lockdown they're struggling with things and i think many of them have suffered with it for many years but it's been hidden now following a restrictive diet and then binge eating afterwards is very common and so many people still I feel live in this cycle of eating day in day out and to be honest anyone that comes to me they're just miserable with it subconsciously I can see that it's a way of controlling something in your life when life seems out of control but the after effects are extremely damaging I'm sure there are hundreds and thousands of people suffering with this right now, you know, with this type of eating, because let's face it, life is completely out of control for most, and the world, I think, has just gone upside down. If you perhaps have some tendencies to lean towards this type of eating before, or recognize that you were susceptible to it then, well, right now, you may be struggling big time. It's okay. You're not alone. Like, understand you are not damaged in any way. This is very common and you can find a way through this in order to change your eating habits with support. And this is something that needs to happen as soon as possible. Whether it be by telling a friend or a family member, you know, seeking support from a mental health professional, reading more information about it online or taking the plunge to work with a coach and address these issues head on. Be brave enough to take that leap and trust yourself to work through it. I've worked with a large number of clients who have suffered with storm eating and I'm still working through these things with them and we are challenging these feelings and these behaviours. It takes time but the most important thing for me is that they are able to recognise when it happens, for them to understand the triggers and begin to put systems in place to combat this type of eating for good. I've also been in contact with lots of women who have messaged me directly on Instagram and we've talked through these issues 
and I've given them some ideas of how to move forward and I've given them some guidance and supported them for free because it often takes every ounce of courage to reach out and discuss this type of thing but it takes nothing for me to offer support which could ultimately help someone think or feel differently. So if you're struggling right now then please reach out. You know I'm only a DM away just message me and I will get back to you and I can give you some tips and try and support you through this. I really hope that this particular episode was useful to you guys. You know, I've been here before and talked about these types of eating, but I feel like it was important to bring this episode back and to go into it in a little bit more detail. If you've listened all the way through, thank you so, so much. If you're now able to categorize or identify your eating habits and behaviors, by addressing these four types of eating please let me know i'd love it if you drop me a message or if you reposted this episode on your instagram stories and tagged me with your takeaways from this particular episode as always thank you so much for listening i will catch you guys in the next episode